Hello and welcome to the No So Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. We are back from about a two-week hiatus as uh, I was moving and I had no internet for one week and then emergency came up the following week, so I couldn't record last week. But we're back and we're here to mark out No So for POW! We have issues. That and we're going to talk about... Bald. And we're going to talk. We, I had some issues myself last week, so that's why we were not able to record. Uh, we're also talking about some stuff that we've missed these past two weeks. So uh, let's get into it. As I'm your host, Joseph Lesso. I'm alongside here with the enforcer, the human wrestling database, Corey Mack. Hey, I don't know, man. I'm starting to feel a little long in the tooth. I, I might be more Oli than Arn. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen the new photo of John Morant, but I guess uh, Arn Anderson was with him in that too. So he was holding the gat too. So <laughs> just two thugs. Two thugs. That's right. And the marquee of No Cell Entertainment, Mike Booble. Mr. Kennedy. Now you say he's the marquee, but I bet you right now he's wearing Kennedy. I'm wearing what? How dare yeah. you? Socks. How dare you? You know what? Go Mets. Totalist socks. <laughs> and that's about it. Go Mets. Go Dodgers. Let's do it. Oh. Wow. Oh. That's right. Shit. Yeah, that's rude. That's just not nice, sir. You know what? Go Mets. Go Dodgers. Go Lakers. Fuck the Blazers. Dame Leonard sucks. Seth Curry's the goat. I'm all for go Lakers. That's fine. Yeah, I'm fine with the Lakers. That's fine. Dub Nation. So, you, know, you can say that, but now it's gone. They're gone now, so... You know, it's fine. It's fine, you know? Yeah, Steve Curry was all about the flopping. That's what my dates always say, too. But it... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because I have a giant penis, Jeff. Oh! Uh, <laughs> this guy. I get it. Tell me this. Figured out. The, yeah, figured out. I'll, I'll, if you can tell me off air, that'd be great. Thanks. Give your balls a tug. Give your balls a tug. Well, let's let's talk about POW Pro Wrestling. Is this this upcoming Saturday? So why haven't you got your tickets? Get your tickets now at powprowrestling.eventbrite.com. But let's mark out no so for this uh event as our uh, first uh, first match it would be drexel taking on his former protege charlie avell uh i'm hoping for some violence it's mainly what i'm hoping for i'm hoping uh drexel takes him to school i mean it's drexel so you're pretty much guaranteed violence i think it's a safe bet I, I won't. It won't surprise me if it goes to a no DQ type match, you know, just because they want violence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh. <coughs> how, how long is Charlie? Is it two years we've seen him? Uh, yeah, we're coming in two years now. A year and a half, maybe. At least a year and a half. I'm uh. I'm thinking old Charlie pulls this one out. Is it definitive, or uh, is it a schoolboy kind of roll-up, kind of shocking everybody, or school? A you know, guarantee. Uh, like, oh, he won, but he didn't really win, you know. No, I think it's definitive. 
Ooh. I think it's time to start pushing the uh the young the young the young student here who is a uh, you know a big hoss looking motherfucker. So uh, I'll go for okay. that. Okay. 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 Our uh next I'm gonna start match. doing predictions here for these cards. All right. Like I'll, I'll write I'll write them down and we can you can guarantee. Uh next match is La Bruja taking on Big Ugly. Hmm. Domestic situations belong in wrestling, bro. That's <laughs> more <swear>, bro. Heart <laughs> uh, has a lot of Russo feeling to it. We'll talk about that a little later. But. <laughs> uh, this has been brewing for a little for a few months now. Uh, brewing. So okay, I'm trying to remember just so if if. Big Ugly wins. Ooh la la is out, correct? I th- I think it's that, or he gets his hands on uh, Mr. Ooh la la at the next think, show. Doesn't the Bruja want to get away? So wouldn't she? Wouldn't they just throw the match? You'd think that. You'd think that. I'm a little confused. But yeah, I think. I, I think However, I, I think Bruja wins. Oh, oh yeah. that's how it's gonna work. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Bruja wins. Uh, because when Bruja breaks away from that no good Mister uh, Lala, come on, uh, the other guy who can't dance, Beatles are terrible. We all know this. Uh, oh, what the? Um, thought that guy with the glove had a moonwalk. That's uh, I think it has to be a, I think it's gotta be a clean break from their side, not having help. So. Uh, I think this stretches on a little bit longer, although the the cracks are forming. You can you can see it coming. I don't know how I feel, but I I I, I think La Bruja could get the dub. Would not surprise me. Yeah, you know, there's some chicanery, might I say. But I digress. Our next match is Amira taking on Danica Diehard, or formerly known as Danica De La Rouge, that we used to see her at POW. I um, Defy, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember her from POW. She might have been there one time. I meant Defy. I meant Defy. Well, get it right then, damn it. I'm sorry. Yeah, you son of a bitch. It's what been are a you long stop? day. <laughs> I'll just go sit in the corner for five minutes, walk it off, get some air. Wait a minute, how are you... <laughs> Are you going to walk it off if you're sitting in the corner? Don't worry about it. I was, I was walking circles. He's going to walk think... up the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I am the wall. Yeah, I'll be I'll be blasting uh, Lionel Richie. I'll be I dancing very, on the ceiling. Yeah, uh, with my uh, references tonight. You are. You are on. Um, Does that mean this is match? This match reminds me of uh, Fabulous Moolah against Wendy Richter. July. Well, I mean, one of these women doesn't groom other women for uh, sexual favors. That's probably not correct. Okay, fair enough. But I mean, other than that, <laughs> it, it take me, that uh, out of report. Take that out of the thing. Oh, that, and also one of these isn't a thirty-year grizzled vet who actually owns the belt. But other than that, goddamn. Uh, sh- um, holes in my uh. <laughs> You know what? As uh, as Dusty said, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. That's right, baby. 
Um, <laughs> fine. Then this is more like Sam Houston against Black Bart. <laughs> Poke a hole in that fucking comparison. Uh, well, okay. Number one, uh, I don't know who those two fucking people are, so I'm out. We're out on that, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I feels like Amira should win, but I definitely feel like um, she will not. Amira is you- definitely taking over as the female star pal. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, she should. I mean, she's a uh, you know for you know for all intents and purposes a, a homegrown talent. You know, we saw her around the promotion before she even started getting in the ring. And, uh, I mean, the crowd is just super fucking behind her, man. It has been from day one. Can I ask a question? Do you think think there will be any booing, Amira, from the last show that she kind of cost Flex? No. Uh, uh, That's a good question. And a weird sound I made when I started to answer it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not sure. It could be. Like a few. Yeah. Not not as much as you think, but probably may, maybe one or two, maybe. It depends more on if if they plan to address it storyline wise any further. Yeah. Which I doubt mm-hmm. they I'm just guessing. This is all a guess. Yeah. Um, I, I I'm I'm intrigued by how Danica is now with the new persona, new character that she has. Yeah, she changed her last name to Die Hard. Yeah. Is she a Christmas wrestler now? I mean, kind of has to be. <laughs> I'm going to go no. Someone's got to show hard after that jelly brain. Bruce Willis can't do it anymore. Damn. Jesus. Damn, son. What Bruce do to you, dude? Hey, we don't talk about Bruno. He's a douche. <laughs> but he he saved Earth. Yeah. It's Harry Stamper. <laughs> Harry! I digress. All right, our next match. Chris yeah, so Brady. I'm picking, uh, picking Danica to win, by the way. Oh, okay. Our favorite homeboy, Chris Brady, taking on Sonico, if it's the right Sonico. Uh, so first of all, Joe, it's everybody's favorite homeboy. Chris Brady. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Sounds like it's not Joe's favorite. I guess not. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. No. 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 This Jeez. just in: Joe Lessel oh. on Twitter at that Joe Lessel hates Chris Brady. Oh Christ! <laughs> Will you stop? Kind of rude. This should be good. I, yeah. I, I, Kind of hoping Chris Brady wins. I think he needs a win. I don't know. Nothing that matters. We'll see what type I, of uh, reaction Sonico will get. Because I know when we went last time, uh, I he he came in heel, but he was taking on Levi Shapiro, and then but Levi started playing the heel, and then Sonico became the you know they switched it mid match of Sonico was the baby face after. Hey, so third, he's always the heel. Uh, gotta remain. So I'm gonna go ahead and say right now this is gonna be the match of the night. Um, okay. okay. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Chris Brady wins it here. Okay. 
Our next match is a second uh, tag team second round uh, tag team tournament as it's the Blanchards taking on the Flaming Aces. Well, you know the Flaming Aces, they're they're a fun young team. Remind me of the Young Stallions, Paul Roma and Jimmy Powers. But unfortunately, they're coming up against that dynasty, the Goats. So I'm gonna go with the old Blanchards. Uh, so, quick question, Corey: Is Paul Roma a horseman? Uh yeah, yes, he is, and it does, you know, tarnish the legacy. But that company <laughs> put a lot to tarnish that group's legacy anyway. So, fuck it, it's it is what it is. And uh, you know, the Haas team of the Blanchards. I'm a since I'm going back and referencing, I'm gonna say that's a King Kong Bundy Big John Stud tag team. Ooh. Uh, so of King Kong Bundy and Big John Stud, uh, which one had charisma? Bundy, so he's Bubba. Okay, <laughs> but, 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 but that's misleading though because Jeremy has has charisma too. But goddamn, Bubba! Oh, no, that was more of a shot at King Kong Bundy and <laughs> Big John Stud, not the place. Absolutely, <laughs> a shot at Big John Stud, who was a charisma vacuum. Uh. <laughs> Sometimes during the promos, I mean, granted, he had Bobby Heenan cutting his promos for him, but I'm I surprised mean, he didn't hold up a mirror underneath his nose just to make sure he was still breathing. <laughs> I mean, I like the Flaming Aces. They're a good young tag team. They're not going to win here. Overmatched. Blanch- the Blanchards, uh, you know, have already paid their way to get to the finals. We already know it. So. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's that it's is, corrupt as hell. It's corrupt as hell here in Blanchard Country. That is scurrilous, scandalous, and serendipitous, and I can't excuse that type of of the unmitigated horse puckery that you're trying to mitigate right now. I call shenanigans. That too. It's Blanchard Country. Blanchard's gonna win. It's gonna, it should be a squash match, might I say? You know, because we're in yeah. Blanchard Country. The next match in the tag team tournament in round two, it's the Hammer Brothers taking on Sinner and Saint. Hammer me, daddy ass. Oh. Hey now, hey now. I like Sinner and Saint. They've got a good cocky heel charisma. They remind me of power and glory. You know, Paul Roma again with a mighty (laughs) in terms of the Not the muscles, not the power, but the cockiness. I wish they had. I wish they would come out to Jive Soul Bro by Slick. I mean, yeah, whoever whoever's in charge of power, you need to be listening here. Uh, Jive Soul Bro, buddy, that's the key. Uh, so <laughs> what we're finding out is that uh, Corey's number one favorite wrestler of all time is Paul Roma. Yeah, are we have a oh. Paul Roma podcast now. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> just... without, a, without a doubt, my favorite wrestler of all time. Oh, and of course the I Hammer Brothers. I mean. Hillbilly Jim and Uncle Elmer. That's what I remind me of. Are, are you having a heat stroke there, Corey? Is this what happened? I don't know, man. I'm 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 seeing all of these, all of these images of the past. These wrestlers that I'd probably I don't know. That's who they remind me of. I was gonna say okay. Ben on a mission, but there's a huge difference. Um, I was gonna actually, I was gonna say sort of like. Like a cross between the Godwins Ooh, that's a good and one. um maybe like fire and ice. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, that was an underrated team. Give me some Scott Norton. Yes, it was. Yeah, yes, it was. Yeah, it should be a Blanchard series, so it should set up a Blanchard's versus a Hammer Bros finale. That's my guess, is that's what you'll end up with, yeah. Yep. Yep. Our next match is a Jaden's mask on a pole match, as Jaden... Taking on Chase James. Listen, bro. Like, seriously. Listen, bro. Uh, not makes sense with the way they... You know, he stole the, the mask. <coughs> shades of... Uh, I'm trying to think here. Shades of the Tonga kid taking on fucking... You know, not-so-talented Rowdy Rowdy Piper. I don't mean to downplay Chase James, but I mean, you can't be comparing people to mid-80s Piper. That's not fair. So... No. Would you say a, a poor man's Roddy Piper? He's better than late nineties WCW Roddy Piper by a country I mile. Mean, you're not wrong. I was gonna say, Corey, last time we uh talked about him, you love Chase James tonight. Sounds like you're belittling him right now. Well, well I mean you can't be comparing people to mid eighties Roddy Piper. That's I mean, true. Come. That's true. Also, Joe, the only person better than mid eighties Piper is Paul Roma. Nah, that's true. Well, I mean, if he, he chances, if he wasn't held down, all right, <laughs> he wasn't held you know. down. It's like Hogan. Hogan didn't want to Roma to get his just due. You know, see, the the problem was Sting wasn't tanned enough. Paul Roma too tanned to win the belt. Too tanned. Too jacked. Hogan yeah. go keep him in the preliminaries, brother. <laughs> Don't want to go one on with him, dude. Um, uh, you know. As Joe was reading this match list, all I could think was, uh, I got a wife, I got a kid, and I don't need this shit. <laughs> I mean, I kind of feel like uh, Chase James is going to win. We're kind of done with the uh, superhero, Jaden and, and Pal. That's kind of the way it feels to me. Well, we show up. Plus, plus, if we're being honest, you know, I don't know if you guys follow him on Twitter or anything. That's a good-looking dude, man. And uh, I get, he has some uh, marketability sans mask. Yeah, I can see that. I, I thought you were talking and, about Sledgehammer. Because, like, because Pal, uh, like, all of their, their baby faces are sort of the funny bone ilk kind of thing, right? They don't have just kind of a... Generic's not the right word. A traditional white meat baby face. That's true. I guess just a good looking dude who, you know, the the fans are into hey, uh for more ways talk, than one. And just talk about Bubba Blanchard. <laughs> I think that's who he's talking about. I mean about. I thought it was Sledgehammer. I mean, <laughs> I mean but, yeah. Yeah, so I think Chase James wins here. My favorite part of this is this going to be, because let's face it, it's a small indie. So the cool thing will be is how legitimate or chintzy does the poll look? Right. Are they going to come correct? Are they gonna and where it? is that poll going to be? If you need us, if if they need us to hold the poll up, like we can send the turnbuckle and, you know, just hold it up and, you know, keep it away. Out of Joe's ass. 
Wait, so it's gone from I am the table to I am the pole. I am the pole. <laughs> I am the table. Oh my god. But I am the pole. Brother. And then uh our main event, it's a doorway to hell match as it's funny bone and at the time his part whoever you are, really it's Derek Shaw. Taking on Caden Cassidy and Dr. Cleaver. Yeah. Funny bone and whatever slap standing next to him at the time. Uh, I think the uh, the proprietor of Powell will get this reference, and I mean it in a compliment. This is just this is a very ECW like May nineteen ninety eight card. It's it's just, it's just got some unique shit on it that's that's weird, and like like Funny Bone and Shaw like he, the way he picked him like whoever the fuck you are that's got cactus and mikey Whipwreck all over the place hey that's mr pay-per-view to you sir mikey Whipwreck, i know mikey ship deep i'm not yeah. going against my man Caden cassidy so no i mean he's the man uh he but is. Then, this is also it's a tag match so it kind of feels like an off off month at MSG in the mid eighties. So, you know, it's Hogan and George, the animal still taking on savage and adorable Adrian Adonis. And, you know, they're going to send the phone for folks home. Happy funny bones. Gonna pose. Oh. You said no. George, the animal steel. There could not be a better comparison to Bubba Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> not quite hairy enough. He needs more hair. Uh, you know, it reminds me, like, Caden Cassidy. Who's he teaming up with again, Joe? Dr. Cleaver. Exactly. You know what this team reminds me of? If they just, if they got a couple more reps, you know who I think they could be good at? Pretty well. Paul Roma? Paul Roma and Paul <laughs> WCW. I think these guys should go all the way. I see, I see it there. Yeah. <laughs> I think you had a heat stroke, buddy. I really do. <laughs> this is I didn't a fever know, dream. I didn't know we're on the Paul Roma Express right now. So, Joe, for the for the description on this podcast, you just yeah. need to write, we Paul preview Roma. Pal and Paul Roma. That's all you need <laughs> yep. to write. <laughs> That's all I will do. Uh, just we preview Pal Pro Wrestling, space, Paul Roma. No explanation, no context, no, just Paul Roma. That's it. I wonder if anybody on this show is going to go into business for themselves like Roma did at Super Brawl 5. <laughs> when he was unhappy about losing to Alex Wright, so he just stiffed the fuck out of him during the match. Got fired. We need, we need some more of that true entrepreneurial Paul Roma spirit in the world of indie wrestling, brother. Justice well, okay, for so Roma, then, right? So then, Corey, who on this card is the most likely candidate to pull a Paul Roma? Oh, geez, let me think. Danica Diehard. <laughs> the Paul Roma of the Pacific Northwest. I've always said that. <laughs> That's not my check. We said that. We've been saying that for years. She is now the Paul Roma of the Pacific Northwest. I love it. Joe, you need to bring a sign that says Danica, the Paul Roma of the Pacific Northwest. Danica, the Roma. Got it. Oh, oh, Danica Katie. de la Roma. Yeah. All right, there you there go. Is. 
But get your tickets now at Power Pro Wrestling uh, at Power Pro Wrestling's uh, Twitter at, uh, and go to. Uh, I, I mean, at this point, if you haven't got your tickets, you might be out of fucking luck. We're rusty as fuck. You can't even do the, the ticket part right. I can do the ticket part right. Go to. Uh, Wait for it. I know. Oh, powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com. Uh, Get your tickets now. Or go to the Eventbrite app and look for Power Pro Wrestling. Get your tickets now. What do you miss? You're going to miss out on a fantastic show. We will be there. And World Pies is a electric atmosphere for the wrestling. It's cool. But get your tickets now. Powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com or the Eventbrite also, app. Paul Roma might be there. Who knows? Probably needs money. Also, I can't. Uh, we we can't we can't promise that. Just don't take our word for that. Uh, <laughs> the marquee guarantees the Roma. Uh, but you no, that's the Rona. That's coronavirus. Uh, is what I guarantee. Uh, the Rona. I'm way uh, off on that. But you can also go to nocellentertainment.com to get tickets. In all fairness, those things were kind of similar. <laughs> Are you saying Paul Roma started Corona? Is it is it Corona virus? Is that what it is? I'll no, Roma. Sometimes watching some Paul Roma matches left me feeling like I had coronavirus. I was going to say Roma ran wild on you, so I don't know. Uh, Roma ran wild on America, so Roma virus Corey, right now. Corey, legit question: the top three Paul Roma matches go. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. Top one Paul Roma match. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, that one was really good. Oh, that one match you have with that one guy? Yeah. That was a fantastic he, match. The Power and Glory stuff was fun to watch, the squash matches they would have, but I can't say there was a great Paul Roman match. <laughs> what Corey really wants is the dark side of Paul Roma. You know? Yeah, Vice, what are you doing? Give us Going what we bankrupt. Want. <laughs> Come on, Marty Janetti? Who gives a fuck about Marty Janetti? We need a Paul Roma... Six episode doc. Let's go. Everyone back to Joe. you don't give the fans what they want. <laughs> Is it a coincidence? Vice going out of business. WCW went out of business after they fired Roma. I mean, come on. I mean, signs are all there. Well, Roma running wild, and we're still not even done with the show. Uh, let's talk about some WWE since we've uh, missed out a couple weeks. Uh, backlash happened in Puerto Rico. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah. Uh, well, I love the crowd. The fucking yeah. crowd was the star of the night. And yep. I really liked the the smaller mitigated entrance way. Still had video, but not overbearing. Let the crowd be the star. I liked that a lot. They started a drone using the drone yeah. function. I wish they would do stuff like that more often. They have the ability, but they they just stick with the same ass fucking look for decades after decade. They've gone high def and now they use a gigantic Titan Tron. That's the only difference from now in two thousand five. Um what do you uh, think? I like the small things. It's the it was I like oh, it was being super simple. What was it about the show? Oh, I I enjoyed the show. Um, I think the wrong match was the main event. 
Um, I think you had to have that match go on last with the finish it had. Yeah. But um, I do. Bad Bunny was fucking awesome in that match against Damian Priest, but Damian Priest was phenomenal. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. They both just, were. And it was. He's getting. That pop Bad Bunny got. Like, oh, he's the star in the company. Yeah. Because he's one of the biggest stars in the fucking world. He's not oh, still uh, the first fucking song he's ever done. Not one of. He is the biggest star in pop culture. And what's crazy about saying that sentence is that he lives in the same world as Taylor Swift and he eclipses her by a country mile. It's fucking nuts. Well, I like him a lot better than Taylor Swift. I'll say that much. I mean, I prefer Taylor Swift, first of all. Shout out to T-Swifty. But, like, it's nuts. Like, is she? I mean, she just broke fucking Ticketmaster, and he is a bigger star than that. He is the only artist, I believe, ever to headline both nights of Coachella, which is fucking nuts. That is nuts. Like, it, but for him, it was like Coachella, both nights, and then whatever the fashion thing they do in New York. And yeah, then, then he was uh, at the Met Gala. Then he was Met in Gala, Backlash. And then Backlash. Like, that was like in one month right there, you know, just like. Oh, that was in the span of a week, sir. Uh, well, two, a couple weeks, because I think. No, it was like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it was like two weeks. Um, but still, that's, that's yeah. fucking ridiculous. It. I watched. So I watched. So uh, we were watching the UFC pay per view at the theater. So we kind of had like backlash on, like on our phones, like kind of in between fights. And we we got to hear Bad Buddies pop when he came out, and uh, it was good over the phone. But when I actually watched the event in the morning. Like getting to watch it like on an actual TV with a you know sound system, I was like, Jesus Christ! It was ridiculous, and that match like, was well together. Yeah, and he, the the spots he did, uh, fucking Michael Cole, he tries, but they feed him stuff. I get it; it's not his fault. But when he uh, put I that mean, four on, and the crowd lost their shit, and mm-hmm. he attributed it to Ric Flair. No, that was a Carlos Colon figure four. The way he did it, the way he put it on, the way he arched up, it was that's why they popped so damn loud. It was an homage to the greatest star in the history of Puerto Rican wrestling. Um, and he didn't just like him. Uh, that dude is a fan first. So that's yes. why I like him. And, um, and what's crazy is like you know his agency like is probably not a fan of like, hey, let's not have some big three hundred pound dude throw you over the rope. Let's not have you do that. He's like, No, we're gonna go ahead and do that like three times. I'll and jump. He, <laughs> I'd probably prefer he just never come back to WWE again, but uh good, good look at that. <laughs> but, you know, he yeah, but, he, but he comes back, so you know what that means? He's got a bigger sack than the rock who listens to his fucking team. There it is. Wayne Bad Buddy yeah. has more than seven bucks. So the uh you know what? Uh Bunny gets put through the two tables from the sound stage area. Yeah. Um, you know, I you know I popped pretty hard for Savio Vega. I will not lie. <laughs> oh, well, you and all of Puerto fucking Rico. The thing that pissed me off about the Savio thing, though, is they ruined it earlier in the night by showing him in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did. That's up for him if they had to done that. Oh, my because God. Because, and so kind of what ended up happening then is, and I'm fine with it, Carlito got that giant fucking pop. I was like, Carlito with the pop of the night besides Bad Bunny. I was like, holy fuck. And I mean, when he was doing the whole thing, I would like, I would just sit here like, please, 
spit an apple. Please do it. And he fucking gave it to us. Uh, body guy, Carlito. Look at that fucking uh, physique of his. No Joe. I mean, Vince just saw that. He's like, hey, you want a contract, brother? You know what I marked, Joe? You'll know this. Savio, it was cool as fuck to see Savio. But I marked out even more because he came out to the Los Boricos theme. Yes, yep. <laughs> I popped really hard for that, too. I was like, I was like oh, oh yes. Oh, I loved uh, it. All I could think of when they were brawling with Judgment Day in the aisle was like, they are lucky that there are no straps here right now. Oh, yeah. You're lucky. Great match. Great ending. Yeah. Uh, they even, I mean, it's a half-ass, but they even protected Priest because he had, he beat him down and had him and lifted him up. Yeah. So that, I mean, it's what it is, but they protected him there. The You know, the, the right guy won. Uh, that was a phenomenal piece of business. That entire thirty minutes or so was. It was twenty. Yeah, it was twenty-five minutes, even. Uh, that was the, fun. Was fine for what it was. I, again, I'm not. I'm. I'm still. I'm still confused, guys. I'm not too sure how Brock beating the fuck out of Cody for seven minutes and then getting a fluke pinfall on him is finishing the story and getting Cody over more. Which he's not. But, uh, well, that's why we get round two at, uh, Night of Champions. You want to know? Okay, so, real quickly before we finish this, yep. do you realize how, okay, so check this out. <clears throat> do you realize how every main event storyline in WWE right now makes complete, perfect sense if Cody beat Roman in Mania? The bloodline dissension would make far more sense at the moment if Roman had lost and was blaming everybody. Brock turning for absolutely no fucking reason and just mauling Cody would make a thousand percent more sense if Cody had the belt. Like, what's going on? They're, it's, like they're, it's like they planned for him to win and then changed their mind, but they still told the stories <laughs> based on what was Gotta gonna finish happen. that story, brother. Well, uh, I don't think it's any. I don't think it's a. They changed their mind. We know who it was who changed his mind. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. It's just it, I just find it so weird that those stories make infinite more sense if the complete opposite had happened at Mania. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Mania, the one match I hated at Backlash was the six-person tag. Uh, I I uh, I tuned out for that one. It was not. It was the worst match of the night by far. It sucked. And have they cooled? off Zane and KO since that Mania match or what? Yep. Oh. Uh, for and sure they have it. Also, riddle. get Riddle the fuck away from everything. Yes, right. please. Get him off. And I'm sorry, man. I don't know how much more I can take of the whole Jay staring at Solo mad at him because he didn't tag and then Jay mad at Jimmy and Jimmy's mad at Solo and Solo's mad at both. and Like fucking hell. Uh, yeah, yeah the, you know, it's fight or fuck, <laughs> right? It, it's that it's that for WWE trope of there's going to burn. They're going to crash that car and continue driving it until, uh, you know, the wheels fall off and the wheels are falling off on, they, you know, all six of those guys. They just need to freshen up main event level storylines like they need to put new people up there like. It's fine to have Roman and Rollins and Brock and Cody's newish, uh, but that's it. 
like you need to inject some fresh blood into that fucking mix because you can't just have them all just keep wrestling each other with Rollins in the middle. And you put it set, every sixth month when you need a new person. We just said a name and and the sheets are saying the same thing. Damian Priest, like they yeah. see him as a big name guy now. Like, well, f- do it. Move him up. Move Gunther up. Move. Uh, I still think it's too early for Theory. I think he'll be there one day, but I don't think he's there yet. Move Bronson um, Reed up. You had Bobby Lashley, but you you know uh, Bray Wyatt killed him. Bronson Reed is a fucking athletic big dude. He reminds me of a Bam Bam Bigelow. Fucking just with Paul Roma. Smash people. No, he doesn't know, sir. He's no Paul Roma. Awesome theory. Uh, sorry. Yeah, Austin Theory is the new Paul Roma, but anyway. Uh, that match sucked and took me out of it and took the crowd out of it a little too. Thankfully, thankfully Brock and Cody were able to bring him back, but Jesus, that crowd almost fell asleep during that six-man tag. And while watching the triple threat match and the ending, I was like, oh, Corey hated this because it, someone does the finisher and then throw the other guy out and then gets the cover for the win. I mean, there you go. It's, it's exactly most- how Gunther won at WrestleMania. Yep. It's the most and- lazy triple threat booking trope, and they do it every triple threat match. And I think oh. they did that on Monday night with this tournament to the new World Heavyweight Championship of, uh, um, I want to say, what was it? Shinsuke had a figure four, and then uh, Theory, wow. I want to say. And then Rollins did the frog splash, and then pedigreed. Shinsuke for the win to I'm move on. You. They need, I don't know. Yeah, they need to just get rid of that lazy ass booking trope for the triple thread. They've done it 18 million times. Yeah. Um, I mean that they mean that uh, tournament for that big gold belt on Raw that's exclusive to Raw, but yet has SmackDown competitors in the uh, tournament. Yes, sir. All right. Interesting that they went with AJ to take on Rollins. That kind of, I just assumed it'd be Lashley. Be honest. Um, uh, I mean, I was too. I I always I I never thought it mattered. I mean, Seth Rollins winning this belt. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, it could have been Hulk fucking Hogan, and it would have been Seth Rollins winning the belt. I mean, but not Paul Roman. But still, I mean, come on. There's layers to this, dude. I forgot just how old everybody is. That match, first of all, the triple threat match on SmackDown with AJ, Edge, and Ray was really good. And figure with those three, it was a triple threat match where they didn't do the usual triple threat fucking tropes. Like they did innovative moves with all three of them in the ring wrestling at the same time, and they didn't do the pin shit. Um, but I saw this today, like looking at that match, AJ was the youngest guy in the ring at 45. Jesus Christ. <laughs> God damn, they need to they need to up some guys to the main event that aren't in their mid fucking fours. What happened to that like edict where like they wanted to get rid of all these forty plus people? What the fuck happened to that? Uh NXT two point happened and they thought, oh wait, we can't just grab uh third rate football players from division three fucking schools and make them uh Goldberg overnight. Fuck. What are we gonna do? Sign edge to a lucrative deal. Jesus Christ almighty. Uh, hey. If there's one person who's happy as fuck AEW exists, Edge. They were so paranoid about him <laughs> going to 
AEW, they gave him a fucking boatload of money. When when is Night of Champions? May twenty seventh, so next weekend, not this one. The night, the, one the day after. before uh, Double or Nothing. Nothing, yeah. That's gonna be a bad show, right? Uh, night of Champions, yes, it's not gonna be good. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Well, it depends. Do you want to see Roman and Solo beat KO and Zayn for the tag titles? Because I have a feeling that's what's gonna happen. That's the main event. Well. I mean, I do, but I didn't waste a second round picking Kevin Owens, so I'm fine with it. Because uh, the match, the matches so far for Night Champions are uh, Seth uh, Franklin Rollins and AJ for the new World Heavyweight, Cody versus Brock round two, KO and Sammy versus Bloodline, and then Gunther's taking on Mustafa Ali for the Intercontinental. Okay. If given time and built up a fucking storyline and all that, that would be a, probably a really good match. But instead, they just had a guy who they've used as a jobber for a year and a half win a battle royal, and he's supposed to be completely made now to wrestle Gunther. So, so I have a question for you guys. So this is this is in Saudi Arabia, right? Correct. Yep. So the options for that match are Mustafa Ali, who doesn't matter, fuck all, beats Gunther. Or Gunther squashes a Muslim in Saudi Arabia. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That's fucking cool. Those are two <laughs> awesome options. And as I saw on Twitter, at least it was. Yeah, let's uh, have the German beat the beat the Muslim in Saudi Arabia. That should go over well. Yeah, at, least at least it, it wasn't, wasn't Mansoor. But yeah, well, dude, look at this company. Do you think they thought one second about how it's gonna look? Fuck no. Holy fuck, dude. Uh, before we move on with the WWE stuff, I want to say uh, it was a cool moment for uh, Zelina Vega and Priest for them. That was their WrestleMania moments for that night. So they, you know, it was a cool moment for Zelina Vega, but I was like, can yeah. we just get to throw with and have her squash her? Because we know that's what's going to happen. Yeah, and kind I, of. I did like the Bel Air EO Sky match a lot though, until the very end. And then uh, we see that Omos is basically done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. He loses the Rollins with a top rope curb curb stomp or stomp. Dude, I have seen some, and people over, uh, overuse the term and they don't even use it correctly. This was the correct definition of a carry job. Seth Rollins did amazing to have that match as good as it was. Yeah. What do you mean? People say almost is one of the best big guys out there right now. Oh, yep. Prove it. Get better and keep going. This match was good. I didn't think the Lesnar match at Mania was much of anything, but people seem to like it. Um, yeah. To me, it just looked like Brock got bored and started <laughs> suplexing him. But this was a carry job. Rollins was fucking ridiculously great in this. Yeah. Um, and then we, uh, you know, missed the draft by, uh, you know, hey, we're going to have the women's champion from Raw go to SmackDown and vice versa. And you're just like, oh, handing on the titles again. We, hey, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> to do it yet. Huh? They haven't even bothered to do it yet. Yeah. They still just have the SmackDown belt on Raw and the Raw belt on SmackDown. That's how lazy they are. The draft is so pointless. It's just it's, drafted, it's a non-story every year. They drafted 17 people from NXT to the main roster. Now, am I nuts? 
But the NXT roster of the last year and a half has been the thinnest, worst, like, roster in the history of that company. And now you've lost 17 of the quote-unquote better people from it? Yep. Hey, hey don't worry. We, we're we're going to have the Miz light on SmackDown, so we're going to have a Miz character on every show. What the fuck does that leave for NXT, though? And, and the other thing is, like, you drafted these 17 people, but didn't get rid of 17 people to make room for them. So what are you going to do with them for the TV time they already don't have? I never thought I'd say this, but too many women on the roster now. If you're looking at Raw, Raw's got, like, fucking 15 women on the roster. But none of them are feuding for the t- women's title, uh, or no one's no one's feuding for the women's title because it's Natalia, and then Becky Lynch is feuding with Trish Stratus, a Hall of Famer. Ugh. Which Medusa is trying to start an online feud with Trish to get her ass back in the ring one more time? Like, nah, no thanks. Isn't she like seventy years old? Oh, she thinks she's the greatest thing that ever happened to women's wrestling, though. But Paul she's- Roma is. She said Trish was the embodiment of everything that she worked hard to kill in wrestling with the tits and ass era. I'm like, I don't know. I remember your 99, 2000 running. Yeah. You were I'm pretty sure you copied Sable. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that doing too much for the women's wrestling. Go back to driving your monster trucks. Wearing body paint and feuding with uh, JRs or the, with the fake JR. Ugh. Really fighting that good fight there, Medusa. Yeah, Night of Champions looks terrible. That's going to be a fucking god-awful show. And they've already used almost all the big names, so there's nothing better going to be announced unless... Yeah, Yeah, because Goldberg's going to the other company. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what's Edge going to do at Night of Champions, I guess? He can do something. I got nothing. I I named the matches and all the... Unless they do a women's match. Not to mention, I got to say this. I don't want to say this, but I got to say it. I know things have changed over there in terms of some of the countries, including Syria. But I kind of disappointed in old KO and Sammy for going over there all of a sudden. Now they got to push. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, it's one of those things I saw that the reasoning why Sammy's been going is has changed over there that they're working together over yeah. there in, in but, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. It's, it's changed, but still yeah. I can't help but be a little disappointed. Yeah. And I guess that's why they're going to lose the titles. Right. Especially just to get jobbed out to Roman and solo. So have them, uh, you know, just full so, on have Roman have all the titles. I don't you two watch this more closely than I do is is Solo good like I don't get the draw to him at all uh how do I put this that's nice to him he's he's not bad okay he's actually fairly good for the amount of time he's been in it but he is absolutely benefiting from the fact that his family is the number one family in the company and this storyline is happening if the story isn't happening like this there's no need for him to be pushed this hard and he wouldn't be he also just feels to me like a fucking charisma vacuum. Yeah, he's not as charismatic as the other three. There's no doubt about that. But then again, I think part of it, like, I've never seen him, like, do anything different. 
But a lot of it just seems like that's the character too. The solo is supposed to be a loner, quiet, lone wolf kind of. Yeah, I don't know. And, but and I get that, but like, he's like a that character. Like that character would make sense if like Jacob Fatu was doing this. He's a he is like a menacing presence, like a presence. And Solo doesn't have that. Solo just comes off like he's a little whiny because he's not. Uh, uh, he's like. He's like the emo teenager. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely fitting for the fact that this storyline's happening. Yeah. So if we go jump to uh, AEW, uh, they have... They had a, the- what was that, Corey? I said they're almost out of business. We better talk about them while we can. Why is that, Corey? I mean, that's all I've heard this week online is that how them selling 60,000 tickets to a Wembley Stadium in August and getting a gigantic new TV deal is is a sign of death for this company. They're never going to make it. I can't. WWE incels. Do you hear Eric Bischoff's uh, reasoning for the ticket sales of the TV? No. Oh, it's all WWE. WWE is doing so well that AEW is is completely benefiting from their hard work. Is his reasoning behind all that stuff? Uh, now I will say uh, he's wrong to phrase it like that. They did benefit from the from the WWE news. It probably definitely upped their price a little bit for sure. But it's not because of WWE that they sold sixty thousand tickets in London and got a new TV deal. It just helped with the numbers. Yeah. It may have helped with the TV numbers. It didn't do anything for the London. No, that's what I mean. Like, it helped with the TV numbers. But, like, it, the, the them doing web, like, if WWE did Wembley, they wouldn't sell this many tickets. Uh, you're right. Because they, did a, they didn't do Wembley, but they did Wales last year and didn't sell this many tickets. Period. Nope. Uh, look, Eric, I like Eric Bischoff. I got a soft spot for Easy e but let's be honest. He knows where his bread is buttered. He's got that WWE deal. And he's probably a little jealous. He talked a lot of shit about Khan. And now it's been almost five years, and you can't, with especially with this news this week, you can't, at this point, I'm more successful than Bischoff was. Because it's lasted... And he did more money. Bischoff really rode those 83 weeks. But other than that, what's he got? Tremendous on-screen character. I love Eric Bischoff. But he's finally been beaten by someone who isn't a McMahon, so he doesn't even have the second-place thing to talk about anymore. Yeah. And that probably bugs his ass a lot. Because... Because that was his bread and butter for 30 years. Right. Where's my gimmick now? (laughs) Um, Corey, you you watched uh, Dynamite last week, correct? I did. All right. So uh, we had the return of Miro. Uh, By that, I mean him walking into Tony Khan's office. We had the return of uh, Thunder Rosa with her going into his office. And then right after, I... (laughs) The placing of these just didn't fit because you had these two segments happen, and then the commentary is like, 
let's cut back to Tony Khan and, and see what he has to say. And then Tony Khan in a suit in front of, you know, like a already taped spot goes off about how, you know, we have a big announcement this upcoming dynamite, you know, state, you know, come find out next week. And it's just like, that's some WCW stuff right there, you know, <laughs> like a pre-tapes. I- it should have been placed somewhere different, but I didn't think it yes. was that. Yeah, like, I, I agree. It should have been moved like that should have been first or the returns. And then a few minutes later, do it. Not like right after one shows up. I can't wait to find out the specifics of the TV deal on Wednesday. That's that's the big story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on record saying that I thought. That they'd be lucky if they got, you know. I thought I was shooting for the sky when I said 500 mil for five years. Like, oh, you know, it wouldn't be bad. But the scuttlebutt is that it's like 1.2 billion. Uh, which tells me one thing. Uh, the numbers WWE is going to get next year when they re-up with theirs are going to be disgustingly insane. Uh, just filthy big. And I just saw something about how they're I, – I didn't read into it because I was working, but it's just the – they about discussion with them and Fox have not started or ended or they're past the period that they could. Nobody – now they can still talk, but they still yeah. have a year left deal. But the thing nobody wants to admit, but it's obvious as fuck, is that Fox is disappointed with how they've performed, and they're not going to up their money. They might be willing to resign them for what they have now or even less than, but they're certainly not going to give them more money. So that means WWE's leaving Fox because you know how that company works. They're going to take more money somewhere else. When does WWE's deal expire? Fall of 2024, just like AEW's did. So. It's re up a year early. Here's the thing I was just looking this up. The UFC partnership with ESPN expires in 2025. I bet you they're going to try and leverage both companies into one into one deal. Oh, you know what? That makes sense. They're going to be one one large fucking company. It would make sense. Can, so, you, imagine the, can you imagine? Fox will definitely I, be in bidding for that. Can you think? I never thought. I forgot about the whole Endeavor thing together. Can you imagine the kind of filthy fucking money? That deal could be if it's both combined. Oh, and it's gonna be, yeah, because they're the same. They're the same company now. So they're gonna be bidding for both. Do you think? Uh, but you know, BC Universal, they they're probably gonna work hard to keep Raw. I, mean, I heard God, they might go after SmackDown too. God damn! If you take Raw yeah. off of fucking USA, Jesus Christ. Um. So they, goddamn, they're going to be swimming in so much unadulterated, dirty fucking, and I don't mean dirty and in illegal, but dirty as in goddamn, that's that's disgusting to think about the amount. Gold. What have we said? They just fail up like, yeah. like no one in the history of ever. Yeah, they're going to get eleven D gajillion next year on the fucking TV deal. <laughs> and then, and then we'll see Raw on ESPN on Monday nights, or if there's a big game, ESPN two. That's the only thing I think that could ever stop it from happening is they're going to balk at being uh, about being like, you know, kicked to another channel. And of course, if you've got all those prime sports uh, 
on your channel, that I mean, they're gonna get fucking priority as they should. Mm-hmm. And but they're gonna play hardball and bitch about it and cost themselves, but they'll still somehow get even more money from bitching and moaning and acting in bad faith because that's all this company ever fucking does. Well, so I was trying to think. So the only thing I could think of that would actually ever bump them, because there's not a lot that happens on Monday nights, would be the college football championship. Well, it depends. What channel are we talking? On the college, that's every channel. On the college, or during the major championships that's like not, that, like, it's on every channel. Be signed with what, ESPN? What? What channel are you talking about? Like, is this if WWE signs with what channel? With ESPN. I mean, there's Monday Night Football. And that's both channels. Yeah, which so is ESPN. Right. Get bumped right. right, but like... But that like second stream thing on ESPN two, that they can just move that to a like digital platform. That doesn't matter. No one watches that damn thing anyways. Okay, all I know is that they're gonna get. They might have to invent a new term for the amount of money that's gonna get next year. Speaking of that, I wonder how many much money. Did you see the news about the Randy Savage buried treasure fucking show on A&E? I did no. see that this morning. Well, they just kind of nonchalantly in the middle of that show announced that uh, WWE acquired the rights to the old Poffo Savage International Championship Wrestling Promotion Library that ran from 78 to 84. That's the holy grail. I mean, it's not good. It's probably not great. But if you go on YouTube and check out some of the ICW footage that's on there, I mean, it looks like 70th generation VHS copies. (laughs) But for them to... For them to acquire 20 boxes of master footage, uh, master reel footage from the Poffos, that's like the holy grail for wrestling fans, and it's just going to sit in a goddamn vault now. Uh. Um, speaking of, ah, Chris Jericho's taking on the new uh, hiree, hire for uh, AW. Awesome. Get on hotel franchises. Not too. As uh, Jericho's taking on uh, Roderick Strong for Roderick Strong's first singles match in AEW since he did the eight man last week. I do like the continuity here where they, you know, they said last week that uh, the JAS would be barred from the arena, but Mm -hmm. Sammy Guevara's wrestling. So they did mention that Guevara's match would be earlier in the night. And then as soon as it was over, he would be escorted out of the building. Mm-hmm. I did like that continuity, at least. At least somebody thought of it. All right. Uh, look, Jericho's good at leeching on to whoever's new so they get a big pop and the focus is on his match. Um, it'll be a good match. I guess we'll just see what happens. Yeah. Right. You, you guys wonder if Bobby Fish is making a lot of uh, collect calls to- <laughs> Hey, hey! I think you should hire Bobby Fish back, and then you can do like an undisputed era type thing again. Hey, I think you should, you know, just calling with different voices. Yeah, he's like, you got a great roster, but you need old Bob Fish. Uh, but but makes, Bobby Fish would be calling so from happy. the same phone number though. <laughs> God, it makes me so happy. That fucking tool back. Hey, Bobby. <laughs> um, I don't know who you're talking about, dude. No. I think you should, uh, hey, brother, it's Hogan. You should uh, hire that Bobby Fish dude. <laughs> Bo- Bobby Fish, 
shooting himself in the foot, uh, A, makes me happy. And B, it reminds me of, like, of terrible career moves, like when Terrence Howard uh, wanted more money than Robert Downey Jr. to be an Iron Man yep. 2. Yep. They were like, well, we'll just get somebody else. And he lost out on 27 movies in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. And, and, and a TV and show. <laughs> uh, like, for, Jesus, man. Right. Then uh, also, uh, last week, we had a cage match between uh, John Moxley and Kenny Omega. Hey, you know what? I, I got to say this. You know what's coming? The Bucks were nowhere to be found for the most part until, you know, the, the middle part. But you present Omega without the Bucks, and it drew. <laughs> In all fairness, Moxley is you know, to be attributed to, plus the fact that it's a cage match. Plus the fact that they actually advertised it really well for a week. But for the first time in forever, they actually gained viewers in the main event uh, quarter yeah. hour. Uh, so, yeah, anytime he's away from the Bucks, he draws a rating for them. I don't know why. I mean, nobody... <laughs> because the Bucks thing is played out, man. Like, yeah. it's fun. It's fun and adorable to be like the parody of other wrestlers until you start your own company and then you just are the other wrestlers. I kind of got to be the bird. Uh, it's yeah. It's um, dude, I was. This is never gonna happen. I want. To, I want to preface that. But can you imagine if all of this like punk FTR stuff that's gonna happen eventually? What if the long term storyline is that Punk replaces Kenny Omega as a member of the Elite? Oh my God! The whole world <laughs> set on fire. <laughs> By the way, do they announce? Uh, do does do they announce CM Punk on Wednesday, or is that still? Is, are they going to try and do that? Uh, what they did la- last time with them of the big secret that they're you know that that's not a big secret. No, uh, it's for sure just going to be the TV deal on Wednesday. They're gonna okay. they'll announce Punk before that Saturday show because they needed to pop a rating. Okay. They need to guarantee a rating. Uh, Corey, what did you think of the Don Callis turn? Corey. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, is he back? Nah. Is he back? No. Here, he'll be back. I, I'll talk. Uh, when the Don, so Don Callis turned on Kenny Omega, and uh. Good old JR texted me. He's like, so uh, how that how that turn go? Did anybody see it coming, or you know how what was the results? And I was like, I don't know. I didn't expect it to happen, and I don't know if anybody else did. I kind of expected it. Really? Yeah, but I thought it would happen at the pay per view. I thought they would eventually set up some sort of five-on-five or four-on-four clusterfuck. And then at the pay-per-view, he would turn on Omega with Takashi. That's what I thought might happen. Because I didn't ex- I didn't see it happening. Like, I'm, to me, there's been no... Oh, I just haven't noticed any of that motion to, you know... Oh, no, they did a really turn. good job not, not hinting at it. But ironically enough, and I don't know why... But just because maybe I've been watching so long, 
the fact that there was no hint was to me the biggest hint. I, I also I thought, think that. Go ahead, Corey. Well, I was just saying, but I thought it would happen at that pay per view. And I, like, I didn't see necessarily see it coming here, but I thought it was inevitable because I think the plan is to get Omega away from the box and as the single babyface again. It, like Kenny I Omega, Kenny Omega to this audience is sort of like Hall and Nash and WCW. They don't want to boo him. They have no interest in booing him. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Also, I think, I don't know. Kenny Omega intrigues me because his contract's up at the end of the year, just like the Bucks. It's pretty much going to be a package deal, but he's got, like, if he really wanted to, I think he could make twice as much money not being a package deal with them. And he's already kind of strongly hinted that he doesn't have too much longer yet. Whatever next contract is signed is probably his last because, I mean, he, he missed a year. And he's like, he's feeling it. He doesn't want to do this too much longer and become Terry Funk, you know, where he's can't walk because he's got no cartilage and he's fucking hurt. And, well, then I recommend not wrestling John Moxley. Yeah. Uh, okay. So during that match, <laughs> did you guys see the fucking V trigger where the the fence, the steel cage came down? Did you see his yep, yep, leg? Yep. Wrapped between the cage and the ring. Yeah, yeah, not oh, good, Bob. Uh, not good. I was like, oh no, it's broken. He's he's had to have broken his leg. Uh, so real quick, uh, just quick off topic, real fast. Speaking of not good, uh, if would you headbutt a turnbuckle bolt on purpose to bleed the hard way? No, but then again, no. I'm Brock Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Did you see what he said the other day that I thought was so interesting? He was in an interview with someone, and he said he retired at WrestleMania 36. Brock did. He thought, hmm. you know, this is a good 20-year cycle. His first match was in an empty barn somewhere. And on that night, he wrestled McIntyre in an empty performance center at the main event of WrestleMania and lost the title. And he said he retired that night. He went home. Grew his hair long, didn't think he was ever going to wrestle again. Then Vince called, and everything he's done since then has just been just fun icing on the cake. Just whatever. Yeah, it was an interview with uh, Daniel Cormier. They did it at WrestleMania weekend. That's uh, it. Definitely explains why we're seeing a different Brock. Yeah, yeah. The the I don't care Brock type, you know, persona. He's just having fun at this point. This isn't like his career and his idea is done. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I like your point, Corey. I think that uh, I think Omega should negotiate without the Bucks. He'd be better off because WWE, uh, I mean, it's not any secret. They want him far more than they want the Bucks. New Japan didn't want the Bucks at all. They want Omega. So, I mean, like, the only place that wants both is AEW. So, he's, you know, he's going to get less money <laughs> than than he could either of the other places. Yeah. <coughs> I just think uh, that, I mean, there's a lot more you can do with him to, to that matters to the bottom line of that company than yeah. wasting away in six-man tag matches that 
don't matter. I agree. Uh, one last thing for AEW about All In. Where is it going to be shown, Corey? Uh, well, I, I, I'm guessing. I don't know for sure. But I think it's going to be on Max. As a special event? Uh, yeah, because I also think uh, things, I mean, we don't know the ins and outs of the deal yet, but there's heavy speculation that that $1.2 billion is for exclusivity of the shows on TPS and TNT, but also their streaming rights and all that are going to be on Max, including pay-per-view. That'd be cool. And are, are they going to get, like, next day, like, air on HBO Max kind of thing? Uh, the, they might be live on there. It might just be like the old the Peacock thing. Um, That'd be cool. There's speculation that that Warner Discovery is just throwing in more money for the pay-per-view rights uh, instead of... And see, and, uh, I guess, I guess the Why test would be eight all in? Yeah, that'd probably be the first one. I'm all, I'm all for that, you know? If I mean, if they're going to throw you that much money and be like, we want your pay-per-views on here too. I mean, why wouldn't you say yes? Yeah. Okay. I don't mind not spending 50 bucks on Bleacher Report app that will crash on me. Right. So, I mean, every time I but, try to log in. But again, that's theory. We'll find out Wednesday for sure what entails everything, but there, that's a lot of scuttlebutt that that's part of it. So I guess we'll see. Do you think it will get leaked before the announcement like it normally does? Or do you think it will be like hush-hush until the big announcement i think it'll be hush hush because both sides have been really good like at being hush hush about this i, I guess like i hope it I, does. i can't talk about the warner discovery side because who the fuck knows but i guess on yeah. the AEW side there's like three people that know the deal and if, the- if it gets leaked out that person will be fired <laughs> yeah so I mean, and those three people aren't talking so yeah, I hope so because I I, I I like a good big announcement, and then I'm not spoiled at all until the big announcement. Instead of treat, we have a big I mean, announcement. It's it's so weird to think this guys, but wrestling, uh, pop culture wise, and looking around, <clears throat> it's like it's never been lower. Although it has, I mean, ninety four, ninety five was dire fucking straits. But it seems like it's cold, but business-wise, for the for the Booming. companies that are surviving, it's never been better. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Okay. So, once again, go to powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com. Get your tickets now for this upcoming show for We Have Issues, because you will have issues if you're not getting tickets. By the way, before guys, we, uh, before we get out, I want to tell you guys some news, some breaking news. Uh, I've been busy uh-huh. while well, you guys have apparently been moving, and I've been busy. Yeah. I've also been shopping our rights around. Okay. Be glad to know that starting in September, we only have to pay them $500 a month, but our podcast will be on tout. <laughs> All right. It was a pretty good deal, I thought. I was pretty proud of myself. I, I, yeah. That's sick. I was talking with Vine earlier, and you know we got to discuss that off air too. But you know, of course, that's that's the dream. But I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't want to break it here, but I, I, we're gonna get our show animated on Tumblr. So, oh, really? sick. Oh wow. All right. Have been involved in that at all? I mean, not in an official capacity. 
Uh, but no. we need a fluffer to make our penises look good. He's he's down to help out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I figured. That's good. Uh, well, we had homework as uh, I picked uh, Great Muda taking on stunning Steve, Steve Austin. Uh, sir, his name is not Great Muda. How dare you? Oh. Kijimuto. There you go. What'd you guys think? Uh, ne- more importantly, Joe, what did you think? I enjoyed it. I it's that weird. It's that thing of uh, you because I know you asked me last time. Like, have I seen? Steve Austin move around like he did. And I was like, no. So it was new to me seeing that. And it's that crazy thing of watching the, how the fans go crazy for any Muda moves. Right. He was so over. It's not like a know- hot tag. Did you guys notice in like the second row behind the man of the ring? Dusty, Dusty. Rhodes. Bill Watts. Yeah. Yeah. Like Dusty was, was paying attention, but Bill Watts, that motherfucker, he was like zeroed in. I don't blinked once. In the 20 fucking minutes the match happened. He was watching so intently. Um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good match. I, that's not even like turbo Steve Austin from that time frame, but he's working hard. And Muto was actually apparently fucking uh, excited because he, he did shit. Dude could fly. There's no other, like, when he doesn't feel like it, he don't do shit. But he must have been motivated. Oh, yeah, he was still youngish. It was a good match. I liked it. Yeah. First time I'd seen yeah. this one in a while. It was weird to me to not see to see Muda without face paint. Right? It was weird. He would go in between in Japan. He was Kiji Muto most of the time, but when it warranted it, it would come out with a great move. Big matches, big moments. I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you if that was like Muda, the great Muda was his, you know, better version of uh, Finn Balor's demon. Like, if you needed yeah. that, he do that. I was gonna say uh, Finn Balor's demon definitely a playoff of the Muto Muta kind of. Oh, you've done it now. You're Muta now. Uh, kind of. Okay. Who's and both of them borrow, borrowing heavily from Paul Roman. Oh, of course. I mean, it, uh, course. Um, didn't even need to be said. Well, Mr. Roma, you're up, Mr. Uh, Mr. Oh, Mac. Uh, well, then give me just a second here. Let me uh, think about Oh, you know what? We're going to watch oh, the opening Christ. match, SummerSlam 90, 1990. That would be the Rockers taking on Hercules and Paul Roma. <laughs> God. <laughs> Roma man. L-O-L. Yeah, Summer you 90. SummerSlam 90. Okay, I got it. Written down. Good That's the uh, Meadowlands? No, it's the Spectrum in Philly. Ah, close. And you guys will be uh, experiencing Rowdy Rowdy Piper's debut on Color Commentary because this <laughs> happened like 10 days after Jesse Ventura like quit the WWE over cock- or for over, uh, money. And they had to get somebody in to replace him, so Piper's here. Uh, and boy, he's not settled in yet. Holy fuck. I just remember him him yelling at uh, Virgil when he's taking on DiBiase. That's like the only one highlight I remember of him being. Oh, you you can tell Gorilla Monsoon earned his money that night. <laughs> Come on, you can do it. Just full on yelling. I was like, can I mute this, please? <laughs> <laughs> Some guys are great promos, but you don't really want to hear them for three hours straight on commentary. Piper's one of them. Yeah. Yep. 
So. Holy crap. But yeah, that's what we're going to watch, baby. Power and glory of the Rockets. All right. Well, Roma Mania is running wild on everyone here at No Cell. But get your tickets now once again for We Have Issues for Pow Pro Wrestling. Go to powprowrestling.eventbrite.com. Go to the Eventbrite app and just look for Pow Pro Wrestling. Or go to nocellentertainment.com where you can find those tickets too and whatever we do for you here. Uh, you can find us all on the social medias on the uh, Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagram at Entertainment or ENT. You can uh, give us a follow, a like, a thumbs up, a request of any Roma matches that you remember fondly of. You can uh, also or- listen to us on you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever. You listen to your podcast.